What is up, everyone? Thank you for joining us here on the Welcome Home Podcast. I'm your host, Cinderella, and I'm joined by my incredible co-host, Q. What it do? What it do? In, in today's episode, this is a very, very special Welcome Home Roundtable interview with our special guest, the All-American Phenom, Ethan Petrie. How is it go. going, man? How is it going? What's up, guys? Uh, thank you for having me on. It's going good. You know, I'm excited to be on. The GOAT. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, So we are going to get into quite a bit of different topics. And as always, Q is going to ask him some ridiculous questions that make no sense whatsoever. <laughs> but first, we would like to give a word from our sponsor, Head Down Grind Up LLC. Head Down Grind Up is a mindset created three years ago by Gamecock Retweeter. Please join the movement and follow him on Twitter at BradSells312. That is at B-R-A-D-S-A-L-E-S 312. Look out for more merch and NIO sponsorships in the near future. Again, please follow at BradSells312 and the Head Down Grind Up movement today. So with all that said, Ethan Petrie, man. Um, So everyone already knows who you are. Uh, for what you did in this past season, which it is non-debatable that you had the greatest freshman season in South Carolina history. Really since NOM. I'm not going to lie to you, Ethan. It's been since NOM. <laughs> it's been since NOM, bro. You're going to put respect Nome. on Ethan's season. Best freshman season since NOM. With that said, so everyone knows you as a incredible baseball player. Came up through high school, rated in the top 50 in the uh, country, so a very highly sought-out recruit. But what people don't know is your background, so please do expand on your background from when you were younger all the way up till you, you got to South Carolina. So I, I, I played baseball since I was about three years old, and you know I started off you know kind of not like in a small town, but but a pretty small town, and then it kind of blew up west of Chapel, Florida, which is like a, you know, and now it's a really big town. But, uh, you know, uh, you know, I just started playing and at three. Then, you know, I played baseball ever since then, just playing t-ball, growing up Little League. Then, you know, I just started playing like when I was about 14 with 18-year-olds with my brother, you know, because he's older. And then all of a sudden it's just like, I kind of went back to my age group, played with the O-Stingers Baseball Academy for a little bit. And, you know, I went to Cypress Creek High School, which is a brand new high school that I had. We, me and my brother had, a, we like kind of, we built it from the ground up, you know, since it being a new high school. And, you know, he, he graduated a year before me. Now he's at St. Leo University pitching down there. But, uh, you know, we got a lot of records there and, you know, it was, I enjoyed playing with him and, it was a lot of fun being down playing in Florida, but, you know, I want to talk about my recruiting process with Kingston and how he did it differently than every other coach and how, you know, it almost made it like a no brainer to not, you know, go into the draft, you know, my, my senior year of high school. And like he, when we, when COVID started happening, I kind of got recruited by a, a decent amount of schools and, you know, he was the only uh, school that actually, was put me on a FaceTime call. And, you know, that was pretty interesting because like, you know, he wanted to build a relationship with me and, you know, he had a FaceTime call and, you know, we built a relationship for two weeks and, you know, it was almost a no brainer decision to not go anywhere else besides South Carolina. And, you know, it's probably been the best decision of my life because all the fans and, 
you know, all the people that I've met around me and, you know, all the friends I've made and all the good relationships I've built. Dope, dope, dope. So, Petri, um, one of my ridiculous questions that will always come up every time, dude, it, it comes up every time. So, I myself was a Little League legend. Also, Gamecock Dave was as well. Super <laughs> Little League legends here. Um, so, Petri, I was hitting home runs since, I don't know, bro, since like 11, 12 years old, bro. And I want to know. How, what is the furthest home run you've ever hit in your life? Uh, I'd probably say this year it was at Georgia, 457 feet, something like that, 447 feet. I'm not sure. <laughs> it's just oh, – Oh, yeah, he cleared me. He cleared me by a lot. He cleared me by a lot. He cleared me by a lot. Well, I wouldn't say a lot. I mean, Petri, it was – I don't know. It may have been around, I don't know, 350. I don't know. So, something on those lines, you feel me? So, I mean, you hit yeah. you hit Barber. I hit a bomb that's myself, a bomb, bro. That's a bomb. That's, that's, that's a, a bomb. Thank you, Patrick. Respect, bro. Respect. Respect. <laughs> Respect, bro. Respect. So your uh, journey growing up, just an absolute stud from the get-go. And we all know that. But what I want to know is what's your favorite Star Wars and who is your favorite character? Gosh, I mean. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's put me on the spot because, I mean, I just love, I do, I like, and lo- I'd talk about it every day probably. You know, I always mention yep. something about Star Wars <laughs> every day. That's a, that's a huge thing of mine. And, but let me think of my favorite movie. I mean, I got to go with. Yeah, I'm thinking hard, then. I got. I got to go with Revenge of the Sith. Okay. 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 Look, like I will accept that one. I was. I was about to say if it, I like it. the close second. The, the close second is Return of the Jedi. Jesus. Sin's favorite is Rogue One. I mean, so absolutely not. No. 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 <laughs> yeah. No. I'm about to say if, no. if you're about to say Rogue no, no, One, no, no, I, no. I, I got to no, question your Star Wars no, fandom. The no. No. Look, look, look. Hold on. The Empire Strikes Back is the best one it is the best one okay that's so cliche though that's so it's cliche. cliche because it's true like <laughs> like it's just accurate like it is just the best one it, it is what it is i i mean yeah but on. like i mean luke i'm your father ethan have you been to galaxy's edge then in orlando i have yet? not and I'm, i want to go so bad Man. it's just so hot in the summertime, yeah, and like that's like really the I only know. time I, want, I can go, and I'm like, yeah, I'm a sweater, yeah, yeah, yeah. so I'm like, heck no. <laughs> I I went after the Cultural Series uh, this oh, sweet. year, and dude, I it was amazing. My son, dude, loved that's it. awesome. Got talked to the stormtroopers. Yeah, it was, oh, it was a blast. I want to get me a lightsaber. Oh, yeah. So Facts. I would say my favorite character. Could we go male and female? Yes. Yeah. Dude, I really want to go with the Mandalorian, but mm-hmm. like he's very like yep. short time. But I'm gonna have to go. I'm gonna have to go with Anakin when Anakin was like good, and then right when he's about mm-hmm. to turn bad. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay, okay. <sighs> Female. Hmm. 
Yeah, Princess Leia for sure. No doubt. Yep, yep, yep. Understandable. I know. Yeah, I mean, Princess Leia, 100%, absolutely. I do feel you on The Mandalorian. I mean, it is a short period, but, I mean, the dude's just an absolute stud. I mean, he's just a stud. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. So, uh, I mean, like, there's so many amazing characters, but I am 100% with you on that. Like, I... For this question, I don't care about longevity. Give me the Mandalorian. I mean, he's just so cool. Okay, he's just so cool. Oh my god! Yeah. Like everything, his, his theme music it is and everything. everything is just Dave's a Chewbacca guy for obvious reasons. Because you're short. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus, what, bro? He, he's he's giant. Oh, I'm thinking Yoda. No, you're Yoda. Chewbacca's yeah, huge. You're Yoda. <laughs> you're Yoda. You're thinking no. What you're thinking of? Or um, oh god. Or the little furry guys. Okay, okay. Oh, Ewok. Ewok. Oh, well, yes. yeah. Ewoks. Whichever yep. one is the short people. Q, Q no. doesn't know Star Wars. No, I don't. I'm not going to lie to you. I'm not going to lie. But I am a Harry Potter fan, so I am, I'm good there. Yeah, I, I don't know if I'm the That's fan crazy. of that. Nasty work. I got to start, I gotta, I gotta start watching not. those. I mean, I'm a huge, like... I'm here with yep. Lord of the Rings, Transformers, so, all that. So the Welcome Home podcast is about to get canceled, but I don't care. Um, I watched all of the Harry Potter uh, movies for, for the first time this year. Um, massively overrated. So. Oh, no. Yep, yep. God, Dude, what is literally your issue, bro? Look, we've done enough look, damage. Look, look, I can't look, do this no Lord more. Lord Voldemort right could, he could be one of the greatest villains of all time. But he never got any screen time, and it's one of the biggest flops in movie history that he was only there for like 15 minutes at most for every single movie except for the very last one. It's a uh, flop. Because he wasn't supposed to be. Dude, it is. You know, you can't call it a flop. You know why he's upset? You know why he's upset? I'm going to tell you all exactly why he's freaking upset. He's a freaking Hufflepuff. That's what he's no. mad about. He's a no. Hufflepuff. He's having a hard time accepting. No. He's a freaking yeah. Hufflepuff. Yep. Gryffindor. All day, every day. Um, you wish. You wish. I have done the test. I've I have played the games. Everything says Gryffindor, so it, it is what it is. Okay, but yeah, no. I mean, Voldemort was the best character in there, and he never got any screen time, which is absolutely disgusting work. Um, so to go off of that, uh, Ethan, what is your favorite ballpark and atmosphere outside of Founders Park? Uh, definitely not Florida. Thank God, uh, I was worried. Good worried. I was worried. Like, God, Ethan, like I was worried for a team, second. The entire team hates Florida with the passion. I can't stand all of place. It, okay, they are. Yeah, no, Bro, they the fan base is trash. Sorry, not during yeah, the, not during yeah, the super bad. regional. Yeah, no, it was bad. bad. Yeah. It was bad. It was I, bad. We shut them up in Omaha 2011. I was there for that one. They they didn't talk much then. Yeah, they were talking a lot of smack. But uh, of I would have to say, I mean, it's like Arkansas or Mississippi State. Like Mississippi State has the best field and like it's brand oh, new. Yeah. But like Arkansas's Electric. hog pen is like, woof, woof. State yeah. fans like feed the players too, like the opposing team. Like, that's yeah, crazy. I really, I honestly, yeah. like, I think Mississippi State was the best for sure. Did you get any food from those guys, or did you just watch like your team? So, 
We got a, yeah, we got a whole tray of crawfish. Like, <laughs> That's crazy. like it was it was pretty it was pretty. Mm, cool. Hey, they were right after right after we beat them in the series too. So their fans are not hostile either. Like they're really good. They're just really loud. Yeah, that's so. Shout out to don't all attend a football fans. game there. Yeah, yeah. Don't don't Fact. attend a football game there, dude. Those so so. Um, <laughs> Ethan, I'm not gonna lie to you. I'm not gonna lie to you. I have another question for you. Bro. Oh boy. And this one's more intense than the last one. So you've met Shane Beamer, correct? I have. Yes. You met Shane. Yeah. So if you could, what position would you play for Shane Beamer? Tight end. Oh. All right. How many yards do you think you would get? Uh, not a lot, dude. I, I, I think I did. I think I'd get rocked a little bit. But would you play for Shane? Oh yeah, for sure. I'd definitely play for Shane. He's he's great coach. Good. Yeah, we for sure would have wanted to get Dave. I agree with you, Dave. We would want to get a ball. We need one more tight end. Ethan, you could have suited up. Nah, I'll get hurt. (laughs) (laughs) I'm I'm big, but dude, those guys are. Huge. Was it? Wasn't it Stone that uh, you almost took out in the outfield that one game, dude? Because like I was like, man, I, oh my god, I was so yeah. scared. Like I'm like, yo, like yeah. Patrick gonna do some damage. There's a funny, there's a funny story on that. So bad. he he said he lost it, you know, and I come sprinting over because I'm like he lost it, and then all of a sudden I guess he got it back, and then I'm already under it, and I caught it, and then he just ran into me. So I was like, it was just like it was it was of course it was at Arkansas, so you know that place is. Like screaming loud on a pop up, and then mm-hmm. you know I, I ended up being the tall one, so I caught it. So I'm like, all right, we're good. Yeah, yeah. That... Arkansas knows a thing or two about uh, about losing pop ups. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> wow, sure they can relate. Um, I have a I, actually a new segment I like to call Dave's Fact or Fiction. Um, a lot of people, not me, um, say that the right fielder is the worst player on the team. Fact or fiction? Uh, <laughs> fiction for sure. Okay, okay. But I mean, glad we addressed that. I feel like I feel like all positions are like you know weighted the same, besides like mm-hmm. the shortstop position and the and the catcher yeah. position. Like that shortstop. I'm glad you said the that. shortstop position. I think is the most important. It's just like this key piece. Like you know. I'm sure you guys experienced this year, like when Wimmer, Wimmer went out last year, like that's when it's just everything started to unfold. And, and he like, like he was just our key piece of our team and, you know, it sucks he's gone, but you know, we got other people yeah. stepping up. So, Well, I'm glad you said that about right fielders. Cause when I was in the <laughs> showstopping little league pitcher, I was playing right field. So yeah. Right fielders, me there. right fielders got the best mm-hmm. arm, right? <laughs> Mm-hmm. Hey, if you ever need somebody to throw BP to you, just hit me up. Right. Now, Ethan, I, I do have a question for you as well. Um, also, the same uh, somebody on Twitter asked the same question, of course. Uh, Joseph607, I'm not reading the rest of these numbers out, wants to know, what does it feel like to know that you took the number one overall pick deep as a true freshman? Uh, just kind of surreal because, I mean, like he walked in there and like, you know, he's kind of intimidating because, I mean, he's a, he's a big guy and just like mm-hmm. – and he just – you know, Wimmer, Wimmer swung at the first pitch and hit it, and I was like, dude, there's no way. Like, is he seeing it? You know, I got in the box, and he threw a backed-up slider, his first pitch that almost hit me. And I'm like, gosh, this is going to be a tough one because, I mean, I kind of like – you know, I froze and got buckled. I'm like, oh, gosh, he's going to – he might he might dash me up right here. 
you know, I ended up getting in a positive count and, you know, I got a pitch I can handle. And I was like, okay. You know, I, I kind of, I remember every single like moment of that besides Brown on the bases. I kind of blacked out. Cause I was like, Oh my God, I literally just took, you know, Paul Skeen's deep, you know, it's like taking like a huge celebrity deep, but you know, at the same, at the same, like at the same time, it's like, like, you know, everyone's kind of like equal in the sec, you know, no one's like, you know, like, Oh yeah. Like, Oh, I took him deep. You know, he's the number one pick, but like everyone's like, everyone's almost like a number one pick, you know, it's just like, it's a crazy conference and, you know, you got to treat everyone the same. That's what, that's what we kind of did when we went into that game. That's why we, I think, I think we got him good, but, uh, he seems like a insanely hard worker with, you know, with great character and good makeup. So, you know, all respect to him, you know, like no trash talking to him because he, I mean, he's earned every single bit of what he's gotten, you know, like the Dick Hauser award and, you know, signing for 9.2 million. So Mm -hmm. he seems like a great guy. And, you know, I hope, I hope, I hope I see him soon playing pitching for the pirates. Right, man. Absolutely. Um, so what a lot of people actually don't know if they don't follow uh, college uh, baseball that closely is that Paul Skeens at air force was a two way player. Okay. He was a pitcher in yep. a catcher. Okay. Um, and another thing that people don't know about you is that you could potentially be a two way, uh, player as well. So, we need to get you in touch with Matt Williams, and we need you to go out there and throw some as well. Um, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so any plans of going out there and throwing a couple of 102 mile per hour fastballs? Yeah, I could help you with that too. Yeah. A little league legend. Yep. Yep. I I don't know about 102, but you know I can I can I can you know I, I can be in the 90s, but you know I I don't know if it's something we want to explore yet. I mean, if if it's something we want to explore in the fall, you know I'm all for it, but you know with with pitching it comes like you know a lot of high risk with this with elbow injuries and you know potentially shoulder injuries and back injuries. So I mean, you know I, I want I want. You know, I'm a hitter first, so mm-hmm. but if it comes to the point of, you know, like I need to pitch, you know, I'm all for it. But, you know, it's just if something that's like kind of like the last resort, but, uh, you know, if something happens, you know, there I'll you be there for it. But right now it's not a, not something I, w- I really want to do. So what if we're in the College World Series last game and you got to close <laughs> the game out? Heck yeah, that's that like a dream. I just want to make sure you got that dog in you. We got to make sure you got that oh, dog yeah. in you, bro. <laughs> I don't care if I haven't thrown a bullpen in two years. I'm coming out there and I'm throwing. If we have no pitching left, <laughs> I can see it too. Big Petri coming out yep. to right field. Petri, yep. Ethan Petri, <laughs> close the game out. I got my right field glove on. No pitching glove. <laughs> yep, no pitching glove. Straight right field glove. So during the off season, you actually got to train with Pete Alonzo, the first baseman from the New York Mets. Now, how did all of that come, and how has that relationship been for you? And what has he been able to teach you? So he, he, so my sports advisor is his sports agent. So he hooked me up with him when I first went with with my sports advisor and, you know, it's, it was a pretty cool process because, you know, I ended up 
getting uh, to work out at that gym at athlete retreat. It was down in Odessa, Florida. And, you know, it's, it's been pretty cool because like, he just, you know, this guy works his body out. So he throws up sometimes it's like, it's pretty cool to watch him work out, you know, and see the knowledge he has and the aneurysms he's do, he does when he like needs to relax. And he just, I mean, working out with Pete is like, you know, working out with like, you know, like a caged animal because I mean, that guy is just an absolute monster and, and he's a good guy. And, you know, he's helped, he helped me out with some stuff like recruiting wise and all that. But, uh, you know, he's, he's, he, he, he's always there to help somebody like in need. And, you know, he's always there to help whatever my agent wants him to do. So it's pretty cool what he does. <laughs> Hey, circling back to Skeens, um, we think there's any stolen valor or bad karma coming around since he left <laughs> in uh, military <laughs> academy. Uh, I don't, I don't, I don't think so. I, I think he. I mean, there you go. Yep. I feel like yep. committing the Air Force is like, you know, like I don't know, I don't know, I don't know how it works, honestly. So I, I wouldn't even know. Yeah, I, I'm just curious if he uses military time or the 12 hour clock on his phone. You know, that'll tell me a lot. Yeah, he's probably like a trained assassin, too. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. <laughs> What's your favorite position to play? Like, if you had to choose a position in the field, what would you So, I mean, if you play? asked me a year ago, I'd probably be like pitcher. But, uh, um, I mean, I, I really like developed – because I never played outfield in my life, but I really like playing the outfield That's now. Wild. I, I enjoy playing right field. Hey. So oh when you're when you're feeling it on days, does the ball just look bigger to you, <laughs> or like how, like when you're in the zone? Not, how do not you necessarily it? bigger, mm-hmm. not necessarily bigger, bigger, but it's it's it looks a lot slower. Okay. Like everyone says, it's like a beach ball, but I just feel like it just looks like, you know, I I see it so long. I feel like I feel like I'm seeing it long, and I'm I'm taking pitches that I I usually swing and miss at, but I, I'm taking them for balls, and it's like. You know, it, that's just some days though. Some days you're mm. you feel like you can't hit can't hit a ball at all. Yeah. <laughs> some days the 92 looks like 117 miles an hour, and like you're swinging the ball, it hits the glove. Was there an SEC team that we faced this past season that you felt particularly better about when you know facing their pitching? I mean, surprisingly to say this, I felt so comfortable in the box against Florida because I mean they had they had the studs on the mound, but I I, I I saw the ball really well against them. I mean, and I go to Arkansas or in Kentucky, and I like I feel like I, I'm seeing, like Shohei Otani. My question mm. on that, like, so what clicked, or or what changed prior to the season, that saw you go from a good player, but was having some uh, struggles in the preseason, to a national freshman of the year all American type of player. So I kind of, I honestly, like it was just like two weeks before the season started, you know, I, I knew I wasn't going to get the opening day start. And I was just like, you know, I got to work harder, you know, I got to get, I got to get an opportunity somehow. And, you know, I, two weeks before the season started, you know, I, I made one, one mental adjustment of thinking like hitting down downward on the ball because I was super uphill during the uh, fall in the preseason. Then all of a sudden, 
something just clicked in BP and I'm smashing balls in BP and I'm like, okay, you know, this, you know, this could work, you know, don't get the opening day start, end up coming in for a pitch hit, you know, I get the two strikes and I'm like, gosh, this is never going to end, you know, this never, this strikeout like is never going to end and, you know, I, I, I end up getting a hit up the middle, you know, I look back on the film and I had this toe tap that I've never had in my life and then, you know, I didn't think much about it, and I'm like, okay, I, I toe tapped. I never toe tap. Then I again the next day I get two two at bats for a pinch hit. Then I'm toe tapping both those times, and I'm like, I guess it's just a habit now, and it worked from there. And so all of a sudden I'm toe tapping. All right, with that I would like to shout out our sponsor, Head Down Grind Up LLC. Be sure to follow Gamecock Retweeter on Twitter at Brad Sales three one two. That is at B R A D. S-A-L-E-S-312 to join the movement today. Alrighty, that is the end of this episode. Thank you for listening to the Welcome Home Podcast with yours, Cinderella and Q. We hope you enjoyed this roundtable interview with the one, the only, Ethan Patry. As always, you can head over to Spotify or iTunes to catch up on our past episodes and give this one a rating and review. And follow us on Twitter and Instagram at the Welcome H Pod. That's all for this episode. We will see you next time.